Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. There's been one demand, and that's holding up that Lombardi trophy, period. That's all I care about is holding that trophy up and holding that trophy up here. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. You're listening to The State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed, and Ted Nguyen on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. The presenting sponsor for today's episode of State of the Nation is Visa, a network working for everyone. I am Jimmy Durkin, joined as always by Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed, and Ted Wynn. The Raiders season, we, we kind of knew it was probably over. I think we can say it's definitely over. A 48-9 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. They allow a touchdown on their first offensive play of the game. They fall down 35 to nothing. And they suffer their worst loss in franchise history to their longtime rivals. About as ugly a game as, as I think we've seen in a long time. To start off the game, stomping and dancing on their logo. I think we already saw, I think most people saw that as a sign that things are going to go downhill. Like, what have you done to, you know, think that you could do that and then come out and beat this Kansas City Chiefs team who, you know, it's on a win streak, and it's, it was just not good. And then, you know, you start off with a fumble, return for a touchdown, and it just seemed, never seemed like they had a chance. Yeah, it seemed like a really weird decision for them, especially given they just lost about 27 points at home to the same team, like, four, you know, about a month ago. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it's been some kind of back and forth, you know, chippy rivalry that's been really tightly contested. And so, really bold move. Obviously, uh you know, regardless of the outcome, it's probably not smart, but especially it looks, looks, you know, even worse when, you know, you start as slowly as they did or maybe not even slowly, but just, you know, have it blow up in your face like it did for them and then, you know, go on and get blown out. You know, really, the, obviously, the story of the game outside of that was, you know, just the turnovers for the offense, five turnovers. You know, some of those, you know, as the game come went on and it got out of hand, like it kind of happens as teams are, are forcing it, but they got hit with a bunch pretty early on there and the defense wasn't playing well, but uh, especially when when you give KC a, a short field like that, it was a you know as we saw a recipe for disaster for him. Yeah, I didn't think the whole uh, logo thing was a big deal myself. I think they're going to get um, get beaten down regardless. Um, obviously, they didn't. I mean, it's weird because they some of the guys like uh, KJ Wright and Basaccia and Derek all mentioned they had a good week of practice, but clearly uh, they weren't prepared for either the you know the, the talent level or the coaching level of the Chiefs. So definitely a mismatch um, in every aspect. So I think it's. Um, it's an embarrassing loss. It's definitely a humbling loss and definitely sets the stage for uh, for a big house cleaning at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, K.J. Wright, Derek Carr were asked about the pregame huddle after the game, and certainly neither of them uh, seemed overly excited about the prospect that it happened, but kind of threw their support toward, well, you know, if, if that's what we're doing, that's what we're going to do. And 
you know, kind of KJ Wright said, hey, you know, one guy just kind of did and we all had basically had to follow. Um, I think we all saw that it was unique in Gakwe. It would have been nice if he had talked after the game. But I mean, it. The Chiefs fans certainly didn't like it. And it's just one of those things that's like, I mean, just why? Like, it's kind of right. I mean, why Why would they even try to pull something off like that that you know is, is going to piss off the other team? And when unless you are you know, a team that has the kind of confidence and, and is on the kind of a role that says that you know that, hey, it doesn't matter what we do, we're, you know, we're going to be able to beat this team. It, it just it doesn't seem like there's much point to it. I mean, and KJ Wright basically said after the game, like we gave them more motivation than we needed to. Yeah, but I think, you know, obviously the result or what happened thereafter is, is more being, you know, indicative of the, of the Raiders just being a bad football team right now. I mean, they've lost, you know, almost every game since the bye. They only won one game since they're by, you know, after starting off five and two. And, and now they're kind of in a very familiar position here coming down the stretch. And again, it just kind of adds to it. It's like, you you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, that they know they're not a good team, but when you're struggling like that and you're, you know, off of a three-game losing streak and then dropping a game at home to Washington is just displaying that sort of confidence. I don't know if they were trying to psych themselves into it because they, they knew they were kind of overmatching this game. But, you know, whether they did it or not, I don't, I don't think they would have suddenly won this game if they didn't hype up the Chiefs. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are, you know, despite the, the slow start that they had to this season, obviously they're hitting their groove. They won six in a row now. You know, they're clearly the better team on both sides of the ball, especially now that they've got their defense rolling and, Particularly with the Raiders being short-handed, not having Darren Waller, I, I just don't think they were they were coming out here with a W, no matter what happened. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, you know, obviously that whole pregame thing is wasn't really going to affect the final score too much, but it just you know calls into question just like why you would do that. Uh, but I mean, well, we don't have to talk about that anymore. I mean, it was, it was pretty embarrassing, I think, for the Raiders and for Raider fans alike too. But yeah, I mean, this game was just. You know, one team is starting to really catch its groove on defense. Offensively, they, you know, they really haven't been the burner that they have been in the past couple of years. But their their last real good game on offense was against the Raiders. And again, you know, the Raiders helped them back get back on track on offense. But I mean, this Chiefs defense is there's a job that Steve Spagnuolo has done with that defense to just kind of fix the, the leaky holes they had and adding Melvin Ingram into that mix, you know, allowing. Chris Jones to play inside more. It's just, I mean, they're legit. So, you know, I, I don't know if this offense is really back to where they they were just yet. But, I mean, that defense looks like it, it could be good enough to, you know, get them deep into the playoffs. The reason why I thought the Raiders would, uh, would stay close in this game, which obviously was a horrible call, but I thought Gus Bradley was you know, been one of the team's strengths this year. I thought he'd be able to adjust from what happened the first game, try some new things. Maybe some new brand, the D line's been good this year. So I figured there was enough there defensively got to give them a chance to at least stay in this game. But obviously the way it started, they're on their heels uh, right away. Uh, the three turnovers all got converted into touchdowns in the first half. So they weren't able to respond. They got hit in the mouth, uh, and they didn't respond either offensively or defensively. So I think um, to me that's uh, more telling and more embarrassing than whatever the, the logo stomp was. But clearly this is a game they were prepared for. They said like, we could practice, and they got, they got steamrolled. So I think it's, um, it's clearly a dark day for the Raiders. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, there's not much point in breaking down a whole lot from this game. I mean, if you watched it, I'm sorry. Um, if you didn't, you probably had a better Sunday than than those who did. Let's go ahead and, and throw it out to some questions here. We don't normally do this on the post game show, but better to, uh, to to take some questions from people than uh, than talk about all the details of this game. So I'm gonna kind of group these all together because uh, they they kind of fit a theme. Uh, from Dan F, do the Raiders wait till the end of the season to fire the coaching staff and Mayock, or do it now? David C, is there any other coach on staff who is capable of replacing Greg Olson as play caller? JJ, is it possible to fire interim coach? I mean, certainly you can fire an interim coach. At this point, I you know it, it becomes what's what's the benefit, what's the cost. If the sink is shipping, why would you change the captain of the ship if it's going down? I mean, it's, it's going down, it's going down. I think, and also, then you have to give another coach a bump up in salary to, to coach the last four games. So I don't think it makes much sense practically, or even anyway. And the players like Passaccia. wasn't probably best shown today, but they do like him, and I think they, they put hard for him. Today, I guess they kind of let go of the rope a little bit. But, um, I mean, I, nothing would surprise me with this organization ever, but I, I don't see the point, really, in, in getting rid of the staff uh, right now. It would only be like if it's an emotional move, right? By, it would have to be just like Mark Davis making an emotional move. Yeah, and he was clearly pissed off after the game. We saw him uh, going to the locker room. But, I, again, I just don't see. I think um, at this point, it, they're 6-7. and seven. It is what it is. I mean, the coaching changes are going to make him win four in a row. I mean, they're obviously – we saw today their problems. The O-line has been one of the big problems all year long. And, I mean, it's telling that they're down 28-0 and they run the ball on back-to-back plays because they need the threat of play action to be able to hold off the, the pass rush. They can't throw the ball, they think, without the threat of play action. So they have to run the ball or try to run the ball even when you're down 28-0. So clearly their offense is uh, is in shambles right now. And nothing. There's no real solution um, on the roster. I mean, Deshaun Jackson looks like it was kind of a fluke in what happened that game on Thanksgiving, those plays aren't really there to be had anymore, so there's not really any answers I think a new coach would, would give this team. Yeah, I think, you know, even if they 
did have the best possible outcome the rest of the season. They let's say they run the table and go ten and seven. Like even then, it's not guaranteed that they make the playoffs just because of the, how congested the AFC is and, and the tiebreakers and you know where they kind of stand in the hierarchy of AFC. And so, even if you win every single game, you still might be sitting at home in the playoffs. Like, what would be the point of even you know if you're trying to garner morale and fire? Sachi somehow like in a new new leader in charge like even if they do the best job possible you still might end up failing basically as this season so at this point you know it doesn't really you know make sense as a move in terms of the GM move I don't think that would make sense either you know if you have an interim GM or where, where Mayock is there or not like there's nothing that's really going to change about the roster this deep into the season outside of you know managing maybe the wa- waiver wire and who you promote to the practice squad and things like that so on both fronts just kind of I guess it, it sounds kind of like you're giving up if you just, you know, say just ride out for the rest of the season. But really, the alternative moves aren't really going to change much about what it is right now. Do the Raiders want to own another bad record, like first coach to ever fire two head coaches in a season? Do they really want to own another one of those? I don't think so. I'd say the only reason maybe in terms of like a Mayock is, you know, you go back to the year Mayock was hired. This was about the time of year, right, when when McKenzie got fired. You kind of give yourself that you know, a little bit of a jump start on looking for a new person to uh, kind of take over the direction. Um, it's harder to start searching for that new GM if that's what you're going to do when you still have one on the team. I mean, coaching move probably less so, but I, I could see a little bit more, making a little bit more sense if you decide you want to move on from Mayak right now and kind of get a little bit of a head start there. And the thing with, with Reggie and, and, and Mayak when that happened was that uh, Gruden was obviously the guy in, in control. He was making all this. So, but right now there is no, there is no John Gruden. There is no, there is no guy in charge. So you're kind of looking at changing the whole thing. So there's not really someone who could, uh, spearhead the effort to, to find a new GM. It's going to be, you know, Mark Davis, but I don't know if he wants to do that right now. I mean, I think, like I said, I think this is at this point, the, the ship's going down. Might as well crank up some Sade and uh, relax and enjoy the rest of the ride. All right, question here from David C. Is it time to just blow this roster up? What value would the team receive for Darren Waller, Max Crosby, Derek Carr, and Colton Miller? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think you want you to get rid of all of them. I don't, I don't. Wow. I mean, obviously there will be a lot wow. of discussion about Derek Carr's future and uh, with his, you know one year left under contract. But I mean, guys like Crosby, Waller, Miller, uh, I, I would not imagine those are guys you want to be getting rid of. I mean, those are the kind of players that you need to be able to build around. So the trade value, especially considering the Raiders' history of drafting, uh, d- does not make sense to uh, to trade those guys. This team was competitive. You know, they had a winning record early on. So, you know, I, I don't think... They had a have... winning record two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't think you need to blow this whole thing up. You know, there there are some good players on this team. Obviously, there you need to shore up that offensive line. And I, I think if you get a good... The main thing is you need a, a good coach and you got to fix the offensive line. If you do those two things, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this, this team's competitive. I, I You know, Carr's not one of those elite top bona fide top 10 quarterbacks but when you have the right pieces around him you know he he, he could he could win games for you and Crosby is an elite player you know you, you could see that with the type of pressure numbers he puts up Waller's an elite player so you don't want to get rid of those guys you, you know you just want to build around those guys and get some structure there just hasn't been structure uh, around this team to help support those players so you know I, I don't know what Mark Davis is going to do but this team needs some sort of structure, some sort of direction and stability. Out of those players, I mean, if you're going to move one, it would be Carr just because, you know, he has no guaranteed money left on his deal next season and he has a very tradable contract, obviously, for for a starting quarterback in his league. And 
in terms of team success, this, this season has gone off the rails. I mean, Derek Carr still played like one of the better quarterbacks in the league this season. So um, if you did want to make some kind of major roster shift, that would be the one because obviously the alternative is, you know, giving Carr a big deal, which, you know, changes the amount of cap space they have, changes, you know, kind of the focus of where the team is moving in the immediate future. So I think that's the big question, like in terms of blowing up the entire roster. I mean, I don't even think that's really necessary just because they're, they are a team that has all their draft picks and they have a, a bunch of cap space. So there's a lot of room to for a new coach and new GM to kind of make the team in their image without, you know, taking away good players like Waller or Crosby. So it really wouldn't make sense to just completely empty the cupboard like that. All right. Question from CJM. I'm going to fire this one off to Vic. Vic, you've been the longest on this beat. Have you ever seen another football game that was quite literally over after the first offensive play of the game? I don't know about the first play, but that game uh, in St. Louis in 2014, I think they were down, uh, was it 38-0 at halftime? You said, you said the game was over after the first play. I did. I did say that. It was true. No doubter. But Because uh, I'm in, in this game, it needed, it needed a good start. Obviously, they're, they're, they're playing against a better team, tough environment. They need to have any chance in this game. They needed a good start, and they got exactly the opposite, I think. Um, I think the one thing that – if you're besides the outcome and the way it went down, but I think if you're a Raider fan and even a player, you have to be a little uh, concerned about. Obviously, they, they took you know some big hits early, but they didn't really bounce back. There wasn't a lot of I didn't think a lot of fight shown in, in this game. I thought they kind of laid down a little bit. So to me, that's also a little concerning about the outcome. So I have seen some bad games in my day. Uh, the St. Louis one comes to mind, and they're definitely games where they were much a much worse team. They clearly had no chance to win. So this team has some talent. They've had some good moments this year. So I think this outcome was therefore a little uh, a little worse because of that. And Basaccia, after the game, he's not one that like typically is going to criticize his players, but he some of his quotes were kind of along the lines of, you know, uh, we're a team that that fights and and maybe he didn't necessarily see that you know, in this one. So I think, I think he would agree. I mean, anybody watched the game? I mean, you know, this was not a game where they put forth a good effort. I mean, the, fu- the, the turnovers, I mean, five turnovers, we've got even guys like Hunter Renfro fumbling. And I mean, obviously Hunter had a great game, 13 catches. He's going to have a hundred catches and over a thousand yards this season. He's one of the bright spots, but it was just such a weird game to see that even guys that they typically think that they can rely on were, were not reliable. It shows you how big the, the loss. I was going to say how big the loss of Perriman was. Perriman's a guy who's been a little under the radar. Obviously, we all know he's had a good year, but kind of like, is the life of this team, the defense. Definitely a guy who makes a lot of plays and kind of runs around and makes big hits. And I think that 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 was definitely lost. To that they didn't they didn't have that kind of guy in the field today. Kind of, so I think maybe the fight would have been a little better if he was there. But an offense without Darren Waller, uh, this team clearly doesn't have a lot to uh, to worry defenses with. So I think. Uh, the Chiefs are more than happy to give up to Hunter Renfro eight-yard pass on on third and seventeen. But just a small bright spot. I thought Divine Diablo looked pretty good. You know, with the speed chasing guys around the field, and Malcolm Coons got his second sack of uh, of season when, in a very small you know sample size of snaps too. He, he has two sacks, and they're quality sacks. You know, there's a difference between getting some crappy sack where the you know the, the offensive line forgets to block you but both his sacks were quality sacks he was going against a right tackle used a long arm on both of those sacks so a couple encouraging signs from um, two, two young guys to go along with Nate Hobbs who's been good all season and Morig who's been good all season yeah I think that's another reason why blowing it up doesn't really make sense is because uh, obviously their draft classes haven't panned out from the big picture standpoint for multiple reasons but this most recent draft class i would say this rookie class has been pretty good even though leatherwood's had his his up and downs and his struggles and so like they have a nice young rookie core 
obviously on, on cheap deals. You have a lot of cap space. You have your picks. Um, you have you know star players on your roster. So I, I don't think the the Raiders are just this just terrible team that's devoid of talent and can't be successful as soon as next year. So obviously it's happened as of late. People are down in the dumps, but I wouldn't overreact too much given everything that's happened this season, both on and off the field. All right, final question here, and then I think we'll probably wrap this up. Uh, John S. asks, what do you do with Carr? Stopgap until there's a better option? Would he realistically re-sign for less here? And do the Raiders even want that? What if he's the key to getting Devontae Adams? We're not drafting a good QB in a weak class. I mean, it's going to be the million-dollar question of the offseason, right? Yeah, people really want Devontae Adams. That's He's the difference, I guess, for this team. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, to me, that is a big question of what happens with Derek Carr. And I mean, um, I guess there's, there's three options, right? You, you uh, sign him to a new deal, which I think right now is a long shot. You trade him. Or to bring him back in kind of a lame duck season and maybe franchise him down the road, uh, franchise tag him down the road. Uh, that's also not a very attractive option. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's, it's it's wide open right now. I think um, I wonder if in the back of his mind, if he's wondering what happens next, if he's not as far as secure as he was in his future here uh, like a little while ago. But if you trade him, you better get a high draft pick. And one of the problems is it's just not a very attractive quarterback class. I mean, you never know how these guys are going to pan out. But right now, when you're just looking at these prospects, there's not one that really jumps out as, as a guy you have to get, you know? That's why you're bringing Russell Wilson. I mean, the whole lame duck deal is one of those where it's like, you know, you kind of have to judge, like, how is that quarterback specifically going to react? You know, we know there's some quarterbacks out there that if they were brought into a lame duck situation are, are going to hold out. They're not they're not going to report. They're not going to come. I don't I don't see Derek Carr doing that. The guy who says he would retire rather than play for another team other than the Raiders, which, um, you know, obviously is something that we can see how, how truthful that actually is. But he's the type of guy that I mean, I think he would. If they told him, like, hey, this is what we're doing, we're, we're not giving you an extension, does he ruffle feathers? I don't know. I mean, it, it might be the smartest way to go to just kind of kick the can down a year and just kind of be able to, to evaluate. I mean, we all know it's going to come down to what the next coach thinks about him, what the next, you know, if there's a new GM personnel guy, what they think of him. But I would have to think that's somewhat on the table, at least. We're getting way ahead of ourselves, but I, I can't imagine – he'd want to play like in a lame duck season because the quarterback, the risk of injury is so great. And you're talking about the loss of like $150 million if he got seriously hurt. Or I think he saw what happened to Khalil Mack. And for him, holding out obviously wasn't Khalil's first choice, but it worked out pretty well for him. So I think you kind of, at some point, you kind of reach you know, the last line. He wants some respect. You think you've, you've been, he definitely has paid his dues here. I think you would think he deserves better treatment than that. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But again, I think it's wide open. I think, um, I think Mark Davis will make the decision on Derek, not a new GM or a coach. And I think, um, who knows? I mean, uh, we're, you know, we're here in KC on a Sunday night after a bad loss, but uh, who knows what the future holds. All right, well, that'll wrap up our post-game edition of State of the Nation. A 48-9 to loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, the worst in franchise history to the Chiefs. Raiders are at 6-7. and seven. They've got a short week, head to Cleveland to face the Browns on Saturday. Um We'll see what they can do uh, the rest of the way, but uh, not looking good. Adios. Hasta la vista. <laughs>